2: The it's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor.
0: With Kerry Davis and Anthony Salter. it's a Lane on 101 ESPN. And tonight, you'll be able to hear the Blues and Coyotes pregame starting at 6 o'clock with Alex Ferrario, Joey Vitale, and our guy Chris Kerber, who joins us right now via the 101 ESPN celebrity line. What's up, Kerbs? Anthony, how are you today? We're doing great. CD's with me, so you're going to have opportunity to talk to CD uh, once in the morning, I think this week, and yep. once in the afternoon. Yep. So it's going to be good stuff.
2: Uh, that's perfect. Hey, Jay, <laughs> before we before we get into hockey... Uh, see, yeah, I saw a, uh, I saw a meme either yesterday or the day before, and it had a shot of Wellington Mara on it, mm-hmm. right? And and you know with 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 the New York Giants there, and it's just how far this franchise got, and it it had a great little thing that I thought actually transcended a lot of sports. It, it said like in the end, like like. It's football, really. How hard is this? And it was such a great... Like, when you think of all the franchises that have struggled in the different sports for so doggone long, when you cut through all... And I had a great conversation this morning with Bill Armstrong of the Arizona Coyotes, their general manager. Like, when you cut through all the baloney, some of the basics are still there. And you're like, man, after like a decade, you haven't figured out how to put some X's and O's together to find more wins. It, it's It's really quite an exercise in utter failure in the world of sports <laughs> if it takes you that long to turn franchises around.
1: Well, at least you all have won a Super Bowl or a couple of them this century. There are some that haven't even been in the playoffs or, or been to a Super Bowl. So you it still have that. You could be the Detroit Lions who haven't had a great, you know, 50, 60 years of football. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Well, no, that doesn't so, make you feel any better, but <laughs> it's something. So, now, but now here's the difference, though. But I don't,
2: I don't put, like, you can you could have had some good teams. Take the Buffalo Bills, okay? All right? Like, the Buffalo Bills would be, like, they had some chances, they had some good teams, they've had some stars, and things just didn't go. Mm-hmm. The, the Blues, over over 50 years, right, had some really good teams, had some stars, had some pure fire Hall of Famers, right, and never got over the hump to winning the championship. Yeah. you can You can still be a good franchise, a competitive franchise, and stuff like that, and just not have the fortunate – Uh, turn of events to win a championship. But, man, there's a difference. Like, just the simple factor of turning franchises around, it's amazing how, like, just how bad – Certain groups of people, organizations are at it. And, how, and and once they get in that vortex of futility, oh, it's yeah. amazing how it takes them forever to get out of it. it. it
1: once you get there, it's hard to get out. It, it's harder to stay, but it's, it's really hard to get out. And, and yeah. some of those programs, some of those organizations, they know how to lose really well. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you want to avoid that as much as possible. The, the Giants, I think, will be okay. they got to figure out their quarterback situation. I don't know what the hell they're going to do there that's a tough one
0: yeah (laughs) you know curse keep keep them healthy curves maybe this maybe this is a perfect transition you also though when you get the right ownership group that hires the right coach or the right gm or both things then you can turn turn things around in a hurry and I, i feel like that happened that happened with the blues if you want to cross sports you go to michigan i mean michigan was down for a while uh, they they went through you know trying to find the right Michigan man. Eventually, wound up with John, Jim Harbaugh, and you know things things have turned around. But when it comes to the Blues, I feel like when you know the ownership group led by Stillman came in, things things almost fell into place. Mm-hmm. And you have Army and and now Chief, and you got the right men in charge. So part
2: of the conversation that I had today with Bill Armstrong was about that topic exactly, and he told me when they were when they were starting to look and figure out how you're going to draft guys like Thomas, guys like Kairo, they started realizing there were certain one characteristics of the people you need and then certain skill sets that you had to be able to put in there. And he said he's gotten to the point now that you can see the successful teams like the Blues and what they did to get over that hope. Like they realized at the time with Berglund and those guys, they were becoming a very slow team in a game that was trending where you needed more speed and you needed skaters. And the Blues had to make a pivot, and they started making it with their draft picks. You can look at teams now, he says, and you can look at their prospects and realize that those teams haven't figured it out yet and they're going to struggle for a little longer. And I I've, I've got to think that that's a similar scenario frankly across sports.
1: Curves, when I'm looking at this Blues team, I see the the talent, I see the I see the work ethic, but I don't see the consistency. And we've talked about this before. What do they need to do in order to stay consistent? Brooby talked about it just not playing hard enough, you know, getting after the puck in the second period of last game. How do they find that consistency?
2: Yeah, I talked to Craig about that a little bit uh, this morning too uh, for our coaches show. I think there's two there's two part. well, maybe three parts to it, Kerry. First part, some of these younger players still need reps. And the only way you're going to get them reps is you're going to have to put them in high-pressure, high-danger situations and let them figure it out. You're going to get some errors made in there, and sometimes that's going to lead to some momentum changes, ups and downs, and that appearance that that consistency isn't there yet, right? Mm-hmm. The second part is, to me, I think, a little bit of, a, of of mental toughness. When I talked to Craig Berube about toughness earlier in the year, he said, I'm not talking about fighting. He goes, I'm talking about the, the, the mental grind of the season where it's not even from game to game. Sometimes it's shift to shift. And the fact that the Blues have not had a game, this is game number 12 tonight, they have not had a game where there's been a lead change in regulation or overtime. The only asterisk, of course, is when the the Dallas Stars scored first, and the Blues won the shootout, right? But but it was they never the Blues never led in that game. So to to him, it was the toughness of you know the, managing those momentums. He said they had a great first period in the last game. They they came out and and when the momentum shifted, they, they they weren't able to go back and grab it. And to me, that's a that's a mental thing. That's a toughness thing. I think the Blues are better off this year to handle some of those highs and lows than they were last year. We'll see if that proves to be. And then the other thing, honestly, you got to be honest with where you are, talent wise and franchise wise, against your competition. You know, playing a team that can be a little inconsistent like Arizona, maybe you've got some chances. If you're playing the higher end teams like Colorado, you know, and and Dallas right now, maybe Boston, uh, you may they they may take advantage of some of your weaknesses more. So. It's a combination of those three things, and it's when that all comes together that you really see that that consistent battle that, that, that puts you over to the elite side of the franchises.
1: Curves, have you talked to Craig Berube about that? Like, How do you get them to be, you know, that mental makeup of, of, I was just talking to Jamie about it. You need to go one play, and then you need to go one more play. And so for them, one shift, okay, my best shift. Okay, I got another shift in me. Just continuously telling yourself one more time, most maximum effort. Does he talk to them? How does he get that into them, instilled into them?
2: Well, I, I, it's, it's a process. It's, this is the way we want to play. If you're faced with this scenario, for example, you're bringing the puck up the ice, they've got the blue line pretty much covered, get the puck in, chip it in, rather than try to carry it in and turn it over. And and then it's also putting it in the right spot. If you look at that last game, especially the second period, the Blues would get the puck in, but every dump in they put in there, it was like Connor Hellebuck had the ability to play it, right? He had the ability to, to stop it. And we've seen how good Jordan Bennington, and really Joe Hofer, and, and how much it helps the Blues defense when your goalie's able to stop the puck and play it. So it, it's continuing to put that process. If it doesn't go the way once in a game he shows them film, they go on the ice, they work on it. They work on battle drills. They work on where those dump have to go. And then it's from one game to the next, practice to the next, practice, practice, Then you eventually start to see that go. And it is honestly by repetition, then at some point in time, and Carrie, you got to talk to this because I can't. Uh, I, I don't think Anthony can, uh, since the two of us have never been in that the situation like you. guys. Sometimes it's just up to the players to play right and execute what the, the coaches have done. Mm-hmm. Most times, coaches that actually have done a great job preparing teams, it just comes down to whether or not they can execute it. And sometimes it's like if you talk to Baruby, you talk to Steve Ott, you talk to Davey Alexander, or one of these guys. They tell you what the game plan is, and you watch the game. You're like, "That's exactly what they said." Mm-hmm. And then when it didn't go your way, you go, "It happened exactly why they didn't." Sometimes the players just have to play it and make it happen.
0: You forgot my one stint with the Chicago Bears, Curves.
2: <laughs> yeah, my apologies. <laughs> uh,
0: going back to something you said a couple of minutes ago, uh, when it comes to where where the Blues are right now, roster wise, uh, Curves. Uh, one, I, I I agree. Two, how different are things if they could get this power play in order I realize it's like ah, if they just had a quarterback you'd be yeah. a decent team <laughs> but you know you, you could talk to it better than we can. if they could just get the power play in order, how different does this offense look?
2: Uh, you're probably talking about a team that is sitting in a, at, at worst third place in the central division right now. Uh, you're talking about a team that instead of being five, five and one, depending on the timeliness of a couple of those goals, you're You're probably talking about a team that could be, you know, six, six, three, and two, seven, three, and one. I mean, I do believe the power play could be the difference in two wins this season, which is four points in the standings. And if you if those four points came against Central Division teams, where the Blues have yet to have a win, and they've got tonight and Saturday night against Central Division teams yet, those are four-point swings. That could be an eight-point swing over those two games if you look at it that way. I think it's enormous. Now, the last two games, they haven't drawn many power plays. None two games ago, first time in 190 games that they have had not drawn a penalty. Or a power play, and then only one in the last game. Craig said today we've got to get the puck in, team. We've got to hold it in the zone, and when you do that, you will draw more penalties uh, and take advantage of tired teams. But you're absolutely right. They've just got to, at some point, it's going to go. Look, and for the, for the next quite a while, the Blues power play could get hot for the next 10 games, and their season percentage is going to look like dog doo doo because of this start. So we're going to at some point just have to cut a line and start start over, but the power play absolutely has to get going. Can and should it's had a chance to increase uh, leads, genie. It's had a chance to tie games. It's had a chance to win games, and it hasn't come through yet.
1: Curbs,
0: great stuff, man. We appreciate you. We'll be listening tonight where the Blues when the Blues take on the Coyotes, and uh, looking forward to it. And looking forward to revenge spot here early in the season, revenge spot against Arizona.
2: That's a big one. Hey, uh, real quick, congratulations to Joe Vitali. Joe will not be on the call tonight. Mike McKenna is filling in. Joey tonight is being inducted into the Northeastern Athletic Hall of Fame. There, where he played college hockey. Oh, fantastic! And that, that's awesome. A feat for a young man that grew up in St. Louis playing hockey to be put into the Hall of Fame of a major Division One program.
0: Yeah, really no cool doubt for him. I'm glad you mentioned that, Curbs. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. have fun with Mike tonight. That's going to be uh, it's going to be a great broadcast. And looking forward to Joe returning when he does.
2: All right, guys. Have an awesome weekend. Thank you. You you too.